Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Zone Media. Oh, oh, it's <laughs> Jesus. I just spit cigarettes across the room. You spit approximately seven cigarettes. <laughs> I had a number of them in my mouth. Welcome back to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about things falling apart. And you know what's constantly falling apart, but also never Las Vegas, Nevada, where Garrison and I are right now reporting on the Consumer Electronics Show, which is why I just had seven cigarettes in my mouth. How are you doing, buddy? Great. We just lost about $20 at Excalibur. <laughs> yeah. One of the worst hotels on the Strip. Terrible place. Horrible place. But I smoked a lot of cigarettes there. So that's not, it's not bad. I don't even like them. I just like doing things I can't do other places. You just like smoking indoors is what you're saying. I do. I'm a big fan of it. Other things I'm a big fan of, innovative technology products, of which we saw perhaps very few, <laughs> perhaps three today. Very few. What we did do is spend seven to eight cumulative hours in different roundtable discussions of various industry experts on AI and the future they have prepared for us all. We have a fun episode coming for you, or a couple of them, about AI and what the tech industry wants for us all. But because... Garrison got too drunk tonight. That's not true. <laughs> well, someone got too drunk tonight, and I'm not at liberty to discuss who. We're going to talk about the products today that were just absolute fucking catastrophes. And in order to help us talk about that, I would like to bring in our pinch-hitting guest star slash technological expert, Tavia Mora. Tavia, how you doing? I'm doing great. How did you like your first CES as a journalist? It's a little different, Mm -hmm. but I was glad to get into places I would not otherwise get into. Yeah. Now, because you are an an industry person, you help build that big sphere thing people might know. You hate, well, you you have no journalistic record, which means you and I had to have a, a good time lying to a lot of strangers today. Was it easy? Yes. It always is. That's the beauty of lying to strangers. It's never hard. Anyway, let's get into the products for the day. Let's talk about the dumbest. And again, folks, there's actually a lot of cool stuff we saw. There's some really interesting things. 
This is purely the bullshit. So let's roll on with the bullshit. What is our first piece of trash? Guest contestants. Let's just jump straight in and go to the Israel Pavilion. You're right. You're right. Okay. (laughs) Tavi, bring me that mixed drink I've got over there in the corner. So I don't know if you guys are aware, but um, there's some controversy around Israel and a number of other aspects. But by far their most egregious crime. That is not something we should say. But, you know, a lot of lot of problems are e that part of the world. And they have a pavilion every year at CES because the, the country uh, that, that calls itself Israel has a uh, significant tech industry. So we went down there, some interesting stuff occasionally. Not this year. This year it was all trash. And we uh, I tried one product at the Israel Pavilion, and it was from the company Iroma Sense. And... I've been going to CES for about 15 years now, off and on, and I feel like every three years, another company is like, we're going to find a way to add smell to your television or gaming experience. First off, I like TV. I like video games. Never once have I wanted to smell them. That has never occurred to me. Garrison, have you ever wanted to smell a thing in a video game? No, not really. No, no, nobody does. Nobody does. Because smell is our most finicky sense. Seeing things, is always, even terrible things, is always interesting, right? I'm, I want to smell my way through Silent Hill 2. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds exactly. like a fun time. I don't want to do that. I don't want to smell my way through Grand Theft Auto 3. No. Like, that's a horrible time. And also, frankly, Las Vegas is so full of smells. Oh my, I think I'm we, good. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, had, we walked through so many... Just egregious odors today. So we walk up to this, the most controversial year for the Israel Pavilion to exist. And the only place we stop, because I see Iroma Sense, and I have a thing. I've tried out every smell product that CES has had in the last decade and change. And I I sit in front of this one, and there's like this, this thing that looks like a toilet seat attached to a computer. And they're like... You sit in front of it and you select the smell and it you you'll you'll experience the scent and you could have this in a video game or a picture a friend or a lover sends you. So I sit down and I look at the menu and one of the options is peonies. Who doesn't like a nice peony, right? So I select it and I get shot in the eyes and nose. It burns. There's alcohol in there. It's like somebody maced me with perfume. Like it was not subtle. It was not like an elegant experience. It was like somebody, it was like Homer Simpson's makeup shotgun, but perfume. That is how I would rate the Iroma Sense company. The product, I think uh, Iroma Sense is the, is the company. The product is called Centicon. They make social <laughs> media even more of a sensational experience. So I think a big part of their their pitch was you can link this up to your phone, like text messages or something like Twitter or Instagram, and then get sense blasted at your face via what's on Twitter, which sounds like, again, an awful time. I will say, this is an awful time. This company's doomed. There's a version of this that can succeed, and it requires more advanced nanotechnology than we have. But nobody wants to be able to send a nice smell to a loved one. Nobody wants to be able to send a nice smell to a friend. What people do want is you're like out in the world, and you like see a dead animal somewhere and it fucking reeks. Or you walk past part of a casino as we did earlier tonight. And it smells like an elderly person has been soiling themselves at a slot machine for 11 hours. And you just, you need someone you care about to know, right? That's the market. And if I could actually record a smell and send it, that's a product. 
That motherfucker's a product. Uh, imagine the scent-based podcasts we could develop. Oh yeah, yeah. When I do, when I finally do the episode on Nicolas Cage, you could smell him as I talk about him. Okay, what, what what's the, what's the next uh, uh, silly product we should talk about? You want to talk about talking talking dogs? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Know. Yeah. So there's this company. This is a little bit of a teaser, en right? Français. Where they've like tomorrow, make your dog talk or something. Make your dog, cat, and horse talk. And horse. <laughs> they they did not promise cats and horses when no. we interviewed them. No. Um, this is a company that it seemed like a nonsense product. I'm still. I think it's eighty percent nonsense. But like what it actually is, is there, there were a couple of college students there who specialize in animal behavior and they had, they had taken a group of, I think it was 55 was the number they gave us dogs over six months and like exposed them to different stimuli and recorded their body images and built basically like an AI model off of that. So that if you send in a picture of a dog, it'll tell you how the dog is feeling and they hope to get it to visual. I don't think at the moment... It's near where it would need to be to be a viable product. And they're also not selling it right now. Maybe something will come of this. It's one of those things where objectively, would there be a use in people being able to determine if a dog does or does not want them to get closer? Yes, it would stop a lot of people from getting bitten by dogs and a lot of dogs from getting unreasonably punished for biting people who are fucking with them, right? I agree with that. But- I don't think anyone who is the kind of person who is going to get bitten by a dog because they touch a dog that doesn't want them to get touched is going to use an app to check whether or not that dog is angry at them. Like, I simply don't believe in that as a thing that people will do. So I feel like it's not a doomed effort for science. Sure, the the unending quest of mankind to understand our, our fellow sentient beings on this planet is, is valuable, but I don't think it's a val- valid product idea. Yeah, and I think, think mostly my problem is that the framing of the marketing is incredibly misleading. Yes. It's not trying to make your dog talk. It's about analyzing the facial expressions of your dog to convey yes. emotions, which yes. is actually a, a great product. I, 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 think I've, I think we saw stuff like that here at CES last year as well. Yeah. Um, all, they always try. I see this every couple of years, too. Someone's going like, to, we're going to teach you what your dog means when it does something, yeah. or what your cat means or whatever. Yeah. This brings me to a sad part of the story. So there's a company called Tact AI. I think they're Korean. And they had the best branding of like merch, not merch, of like shit they held out. They had like a fake passport and a fake plane ticket to take you to the land of AI. Ooh. Um, AI is the big thing at this at this show. And their product was, it's an app that while you're driving, it watches your face and it tells your mood and it gets to know you, and it knows, oh, now you're sad. I'm going to pick from your sad playlist. Oh, it's raining outside. I know what you like during rainy days. Yes, that's the fake plane ticket from LAS, Las Vegas Airport, to the AI world. They put more effort into this than the product, because the product would switch randomly between happy and angry and neutral. They told me it couldn't read me with a mask, but when I took my mask off, it gave me the same results. There was no difference whatsoever. Yeah. When I had done it, I had to over-exaggerate my emotions in order to get the angry expression to show up or the surprise expression. Yeah. Uh, just a horrible... For one thing, when you talk about like the animal thing, people have always wanted to know more about how their dogs and cats actually felt about them, right? That's the thing that's, that, that will always 
perplex mankind because we love them and we don't speak the same language. No one has ever wanted their car to change the music based on their facial expressions. That's not a single, not one person who has ever driven a car has has wanted this product to exist. Imagine you like almost get into a car accident, your face tenses up, and they change the music, make it play like this like somber tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. just a, just a horrible idea. But you know what's a good idea, folks? Speaking of products, services, all the things that support this podcast, why don't you go a, go on ahead on down? Just go to whoever advertises next. Call your bank and wire transfer everything in your bank account to them. You know, just do it. Just do it right now. Just do it right now and say Kara Robert or send it to me if you're rich. I don't care unless you're rich. Then send it to me. Good night. Bean Dad, The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, we're back. Wow. What a great podcast we're doing. What's our next product on the agenda? Um, You know, I think climate change is a problem that we talk about on this show quite, quite a is lot. Is it? Because I had a conversation with a guy who said that he thought it was a lie. Did you today? I, I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a firefighter. Oh, great! Well, I, th- I think that, I think that firefighter will be quite busy. He, yeah, he, he sure is going to be. But um, I, I think there's a possibility that we might be able to just solve climate change with personal wearable technology. Oh, good! And yes, you, you absolutely. T- you talk oh, to yes. a company. Oh, silent cicada that offers a solution. Now, per- so this is a oh, God. I think this was part of the Korean. Uh, no, no, it's Chinese. This was part of the Chinese chunk of the uh, Eureka Park, which is like where all the little people, little companies and whatnot. Not a whole bunch people. of tech startups. Some of the, all of the coolest stuff is there and all of the worst shit is there, which yes. is why that's where we started, right? So this is a company where they, they brag it's a personal watch sized, worn like a watched air conditioner. The company is called Silent Cicada, which makes me think of the book Silent Spring, which was about how all of our pesticides are killing everything, (laughs) Um, which uh, maybe not the branding they want. But it's a the form factor is actually quite nice. It's like it is like a watch. It has this like the frame of the watch lifts up and that's the battery and you can switch them out or whatnot if you want to keep it going and, and, and stay charged with this personal air conditioner. Here's the problem. Doesn't work. Doesn't do a single thing. And it was one of those things where I see it's a single side hand watch. And I'm like, is this just going to cool down my hand? That's I feel like if you wanted to cool a person down, based on what I know from like medical training about heat stroke, if you want to cool a person down who's overheating, back of the neck, right? Like that's going to be your go-to, not maybe the wrist. But he puts this thing on and he like pushes it down. And he's like, in a couple of minutes, you'll notice that you'll, you're a lot cooler. And I'm like, okay. How does it work? And like, I'm not an expert on any of this. I was expecting him to say something like, well, the way your body's heat regulation, you can trick it by doing this or that. And he's like, no, no, no. It's an acupuncture thing. This is where like your acupuncture point to cool your body down is. And I'm like, well, all right. I guess we'll see if it works. Yeah, and I, I, I first thought it was like like a tiny fan, but that is nope, not the case. Nope. As far as I can tell, it does nothing because that is what it did to me. In the five minutes I had it on, is nothing. Yeah, and you really humor the guy. Like you, you did not just put it on for like a minute and walk away. You, you were, you were with him for a solid, a, a solid chunk of time. I have. I don't believe in acupuncture because I've done had it done to me when I had a, I had a guy, a guy who convinced my parents it would cure my allergies, and it did not. It did nothing at all. But my grandpa, who had Parkinson's, suffered terribly from it, and the only thing of all of the different shit we tried with his like fucking VA shit, the only thing they gave him. Early was acupuncture so i'm not a believer but i'm open to the possibility but i can say based on my own experience this shit did nothing like that that is what i can say about this fucking thing is it did not a goddamn thing so i don't know that's i was disappointed i would love a watch-sized personal air conditioner but i cannot imagine the more more useless product than the one that i tried i mean that that just doesn't When you say a watch size personal air conditioner, exactly. of course that that's not going to work. Like a real it's not going to work. Somebody makes like a jacket that air can. Yeah, I could see how that could work. It could cool you down. And it's. I'm also, by the way, folks. I'm not saying I think acupuncture works. I'm just saying I'm I'm open to some magical thinking in this realm because of what happened to somebody I cared about, but it didn't work. Um, so don't buy don't buy this acupuncture air conditioner watch. It will not help you. Silent cicada doesn't work. You know. We did a lot of walking today. There's CES is pretty big. The Las Vegas Convention Center is pretty large. Uh, the Venetian is pretty large. 
And I, I, I like to stay fit. Sometimes I go on jogs. Sometimes I go running. And sometimes I worry. I feel like that this is a bit. I feel like you're you're doing a bit. I don't know. Maybe it's just your face. I'm being followed behind me. You know. <laughs> okay, it is a bit. Great. Yes. <laughs> when I'm jogging, and I I wish there was a product that made me feel safer when jogging. That could alert me if there's like a stalker. So, by far of us, the person who has well at least the best situational awareness relative to me is Tavia. So we're we're in this little room. I guess you were there too and you didn't notice. So I'll give the crown to Tavia for this. There's a, there's a booth. It's all booths. It's all like these weird cubicles, right? And each cubicle will be like, sometimes it's a company. Sometimes it's just like a dude with his invention. And one of the booths we could see and from the corner of our eye, a white all caps piece of paper stapled to it that just said, don't get attacked from behind. <laughs> now. I think it was written in, Comic Sans? It might have been Comic Sans. It may have been Comic Sans. I posted Sans. the picture online. If it's not, it, yell, I might be scream wrong. at Tavia for being a liar. Wow. 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 I, I, uh, it, that's, that's quite a thing. Like, you see a sign at a, con- at a convention like that that says, never get attacked from behind. You're, you have to know what it's about. So we went. And the promo video for it was absolutely incredible. It started with about 10 to 15 seconds of your typical motion graphics uh, typography kind of animating on and off. And then we get to a live action portion where we see a woman uh, putting on and setting up their, I guess, Sims technology. I'm not sure exactly the name of the product. It's a itself. harness. That's it's like, like a harness. It's got like yellow that like lights up when it's under a light. It's like a, it's like a runner's harness with a little bitty square sized camera. It's about the size. You know how food carts will have those little squares. You plug them into the phone, you run your card through. It's about that size, but it's a camera and it goes on the back of this harness. Right. And so we see this woman setting that up on her phone and then going on a jog and she's jogging along. And then there is a single, there's a rapist, there's a rapist. And he's, he is sitting by the side of the road, leaning against a wall, looking, pretending to look at his phone, and he sees the jogger. And mind you, like there is literally no one else on mm. this path except it's this, this woman, woman and this, and one this rapist. Guy. That's all. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be light about it. That is who the characters are in this film. It's definitely a dude sitting there, and so she passes him. Okay, very well. <laughs> and so she runs past him. And then he gets up and he starts jogging after in the most like yeah. limp-wristed way. Like, not fast, not aggressively, honestly, outside of the fact that we know from the setting of the scene that this man is a sex criminal. There's nothing about his run that is aggressive. He looks like an out-of-shape guy doing his best to get into shape, maybe for his kids, right? To try to live a little bit longer, take care of his family. Sure. You know, that's how he looks in the video. Yeah, absolutely. And the way that this uh, piece of technology works is that if somebody gets close enough to the back side of you where we'll this talk can, more about this later where this can see you um it will send a <laughs> i think an audio alarm to your headphones as well as a text message to your It'll phone bu- or watch you can have it buzz your watch or you can have it like uh, interrupt your music in your headphones that someone is behind you right and so <laughs> she turns around and she puts out her palm towards him like stop and he does he just stares at her and then turns it's around like she and shot runs him with away the laser. he runs away <laughs> That is the end of the interaction. It's the most one of the most bizarre videos I'd ever seen. <laughs> it's it's so maybe we'll post it. Look, find us on Twitter. Find find me at I write okay. It'll be up there somewhere. Probably after me yelling about fucking 
I don't know, a lot of things. It was um, clearly advertised towards women. Every picture that I saw in look, that booth was um, showing a woman jogging. I, I absolutely understand. Number one, not shocked at all that women are more likely than men to feel afraid while jogging. Um, one thing that was interesting to me, because they, they had some statistics. I didn't look into the provenance of these statistics, but one of them was like 60 or 70% of women are afraid of being hurt while jogging. But like 50%, it, it was it was like 90% are afraid oh, to yeah, go yeah. jogging. Yeah, yeah. And 50% are, are afraid that they'll like get physically yeah. hurt. So a lot of them, a lot of them, part of what's dishonest about that is that a lot of women are scared of the, yeah, 92% of women are scared for the safety when running. 51% are scared, afraid of being physically attacked, right? And what that means to me is that, because I am, I, I, I run basically every day and I am, scared of being injured while running because people are shitty at driving. And we live in the United States of America where everybody has a gigantic car. Anyway, not to, to, to miscount that, but th I think that's a dishonest, a little bit of a dishonest framing that said, I understand that like, yeah, if you're a woman, the you, you are at heightened risk while jogging. That is a scary thing. I do not think this product is going to improve your safety. I think it is probably going to piss you off and maybe let, make you want to run less which is statistically likelier to have a negative impact on your health because it is, it just sets off an alarm whenever someone is behind or you when, when you're running. something is detected behind yeah, you by an AI camera. And like where I run, and I run where a place a lot of women run there too, there's always someone behind it's you. Like That's behind, the nature of running trails. Like behind you by like 20 feet, not like, yes. not like right behind you, like by yeah. a decent amount. And I, you 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 can debate what are good self defense tools blah 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 blah. Mace is pretty effective for these sorts of scenarios. I don't think this this camera and turning around and holding your hand out is going to be extremely effective. At least not more effective than pepper spray. I think it was also mentioned that a really large dog or a horse. If I'm correct, they, they did say horse. They did absolutely say horse. Yeah, if a horse is picked up by this thing, then it would consider it to be. Um, uh, an int intruder uh, assaulter. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure the term that they would use. I just, right. uh, I, we asked him about all this, just trying to clarify. Cause like I, my first thought was that, cause sometimes you ask people stuff like this and they have a good answer. Like last year we talked to these people who had like this pair of glasses. If you're hard of hearing, it auto translates and projects into the glasses, the language. And so like my first gotcha was like, is this stored anywhere? Because if it's stored anywhere, then maybe you're giving someone's conversation to the government. And they had an answer to that, which was that like, no, there's nothing stored locally. It's all on the device and none of it is saved anywhere. Good answer, right? This question, I'm like, how do you discriminate between someone running up behind you for a banal reason, like you're on a running track and something who's a danger? And their answer was, oh, it all pauses your music and sets off an alarm and you have to discriminate, which is like, well, because the whole, the tagline is don't look behind you. And it's like, well, then you have to look behind you to know if it's a fucking threat, right? You have to look like, behind you. Horrible product. Don't buy this thing. <laughs> I understand the need. I'm not saying it's not a real need. This is a bad product for serving the now need. i don't think you should buy this product but there are some products i think you should buy mm -hmm. and that is the products and services that support this podcast you know garrison this is the first time i've ever been proud of you but right now right here Thanks. right here right now right now you know what at like 1 a.m <laughs> 1 a.m 1 a.m las vegas wednesday morning las vegas garrison and i are gonna hug for the very first time uh but you all listen to these ads 
Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, oh man. Wow. We really, we really worked through some stuff there, listeners. It was extraordinarily touching. There were tears. We're never going to talk about this again. Uh, but we are. What we are going to talk about is I. I, I want to talk about two AI products before we get to the one actually kind of fucked up product. The first is this is this image generation backpack. So I know uh, we God are. Damn it. We are. You know, coming back to school from winter <laughs> yeah, break. Of course, yeah. You of course. Be sure. Showing you know your best fashion when you're going back to show school. off your memes. Absolutely. So what if you had a backpack that not only had a very low res LED panel on the back, but also you could upload whatever you want using the power of AI. Yeah, of and course. Robert was able to test out. <laughs> I sure was the the power of image so, of of this image generation backpack. This is, 
This is a backpack with a screen that would have been out of date in 2009, but it, it can take input from your phone. So I put in Tom Sizemore, but not the sex pest Tom Sizemore. Now, if you're not aware of this, Tom Sizemore sexually assaulted an 11-year-old. That's not a joke. But I wanted to see what what it would return. And it gave us a picture of a man who did not look like Tom Sizemore. No, not, we not were baffled. We spent some time Googling. We figured it out. If you Google Tom Sizemore with a beard, which we did not, that is not what we asked it, you get a photo of Tommy Lee Jones that looks exactly pretty, like pretty similar. What, what the AI served us. Now, why did it give us Tommy Lee Jones with a beard when we asked for Tom Sizemore not looking like a child sex predator? Maybe because that's who Tommy Lee Jones is. Maybe Tommy Lee Jones is Tom Sizemore if he wasn't a child sex predator. Now, I, that's I, what the AI said, and who are we to doubt it? Now, I, I, I did also te- test uh, David Lynch smashing a, smashing a computer, which was pretty was was a pretty accurate. That response. one worked out. Yeah. I, again, I, this is a pretty gimmicky product. I don't even know how much they were selling it for. Happy side AI backpack. Uh, it is a gimmicky product, and we made fun of it. I will say this. At, we spent our whole morning in different AI panels. There will be more in-depth reporting on that later. This is our first takes. But of all of the AI shit we saw that day, this is the one that worked best. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I will say this. It did exactly what it promised. One of the other AI products that did not work as well. <laughs> Robert, I think, I, think, I think you could take it away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hand me that one. So this was called, God, we something? What was, we, what the, we head? We head. Yes. <laughs> we head. Head as in what happens if somebody sucks your dick. And we as in we work. That's not, that's not what it refers to. So, listener, to. I want you, as you're driving to work, your kids in the car, speakers at max. By the way, children, Santa Claus does exist. And if you don't get good presents this year, it's because he's particularly angry at you. Anyway, we had great product, terrible product. It looks like the t- it's, a, it's an Android where its entire face is like a normal human face projected on two phones in a T-shape. Like one phone straight, one phone lateral, and then like a crude, shitty robot head that can kind of turn and lift with a camera above it. There's a photo again. If you go to I Write OK and scroll down to some degree, you can find our post of this. But it's like, it's very off putting. It's like an, a photorealistic human face talking on this like weird, glitched out face that has like by my count, four different screens, right, that are kind of separated by pieces of metal. So it's build as your AI friend. Uh, the That is like the thing that they, they wrote on the, 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 the product line that like this is going to be your new AI best buddy. And so I, I decided to like talk with it. You stand in a certain line and you ask it questions. I asked it how to make thermite first and it had a pretty well, well for, 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 first it got very confused and totally crashed first half of it went black as soon as i had and the guy had to reset the machine and then he tried whispering again well how do first, you make thermite i want to walk you through my emotional journey listeners first i asked it how to make thermite and it died and i thought that's kind of cool did I did I trigger some sort of like DHS like fail safe yeah, thing? That's pretty dope if I did. But then he gets it back on and it works. Um, so it's not, it's just a dog shit robot. 
It, 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 it did give you some basic ingredients. It gave, it gave me the basic thermite. ingredients for thermite. I and asked it, it did warn you that when making thermite, make sure you follow proper safety protocols. Which I appreciate. That's fair. Next, I asked it if I wanted to make mustard gas, would, um, would ammonia and bleach be sufficient? And then it said, I cannot answer that question for you. And then we got bored and walked away. <laughs> and then we got bored and walked away. We went on to the next thing. Don't buy this. We had terrible product. I don't know why you'd buy it. Do you want, listener, have you ever wanted to have the disembodied head of a stranger in your house that you could ask questions and get mediocre Google result answers to? If so, we had. It's like somebody looked at the Amazon Alexa and was like, you know what people love about the Amazon Alexa is that it's kind of off-putting and shitty. And what they hate about it is that it works relatively it's quickly. actually useful sometimes, <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Yes. Let's, let's make it more off-putting, but also slower. That's, that's we head. So don't buy any product with head in the name. This continues to be a good buy. Speaking of head. Shouldn't say that. There was a there was a there was a hair growth. Oh hell yeah, bro! There, there was there was a hair growth helmet um, from a German startup. Um, God, it would be the Germans. They have such a problematic history with hair. I think I think it comes out later this year. It's a, yeah. by a company called Niostem. I mean, by all accounts, it seemed like it worked based on the data they presented to us. It, I'm not it, a hair growth. Was, th- look, for, for it, it, it was mostly 3D printed. Yeah, it, 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 there's it, it just. I don't know. My assumption, I can't promise that it doesn't work. My assumption is that if somebody puts an electronic helmet on that claims to regrow hair, it's lies. It's lies. They say seven days a week, you keep this thing on for a half hour and your hair will grow back. In in like six months. Perhaps that's possible. I don't know. I'm not a dermatologist. My assumption is that that's a fucking con. And as a note, folks, we don't have a lot of ethics here. And it could happen here. We have less of them behind the bastards. But one product we will not sell is hair growth shit. Except for DIY HRT. I mean, That's not hair growth. also, we're not going to, uh, well, it estrogen. Does. The goal. Okay. Also, we're not selling. We're just going to tell you how to make Look, it. Look, if you want to teach people how to make HRT, we will host you on this podcast, but we will not take your money. We'll that's, take that's right. We'll take some shady gambling company's money. That's true. That's true. And we used to pay for several of our employees HRT. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, what if it's science? They mentioned, if I recall, I think they said something about stimulating stem cells in the scalp. Does that? Yes, that is what they said. Yeah, it seems like your scalp's, scalp's probably full of stem cells. I don't know about you guys, but every day I find a fetus and I just rub that shit on my head, and that's why my hair is amazing. Speaking of fetuses, no, that doesn't yeah, really. Speaking of fetuses, so I I, I want to kind of probably close by talking about pr- the most fucked up, the actual actually the most fucked up product I saw. There's there's other fun products like this like this uh, handy masturbation device from Norway, which seemed to work decently we're, well. We're going to talk about uh, that in a future episode. But, Garrison Garrison got handed straight away an ejaculation condom to masturbate in on the CES floor. We met our only other iHeartMedia colleague there. Oh it was God. great. That was, it was insufferable. But that was the first piece of merch I was given, which is pretty cool. They used to just hand you liquor back in my day. Now they get cum sheaths. Unbelievable. The the most actually fucked up product is from this company called MM Guardian. 
It is a monitoring uh, software for your child's smartphone. They also sell smartphones specifically built with this software already built in. Um, these products are pretty common, especially among like conservative Christians. Even even common among some more like overprotective liberal parents. I mean, even when we were on the floor, I was the one that was approached um, for this particular product, which is what kind of led us to their booth, which I think I was um, specifically targeted for. Yeah, for some reason, they didn't come right up to me. Yeah, they didn't come, they didn't come to me either. Well, just because I might have been dosing myself with Kratom from a dropper bottle, you might have been you. What? Wearing my custom black speed suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We- wearing, a, wearing an outfit that makes you look like a ginger solid snake. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> tell me that's a lie. Somebody, Anyone in this room, tell me that's not accurate. I mean, I'm blonde, not a ginger. It's a good look. I'm not saying it's not. But, um, anyway, yeah. this, th- this product, you know... Part of part of their marketing can it can seem very compelling, right? They it get, it it alerts the this parent's phone if if they detect cyberbullying on your kid's app. They detect like explicit images being sent to to your kid. They even had some key phrases that they would watch for if somebody was texting like uh, texting like KYS, kill yourself is self harm uh, stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. a, a, a lot of this kind of stuff. You you can also block certain sites, block a block adult content. You know, just a. a, a Kind of basic parental controls, but there's kind of an uh, an underside to products like these, and I asked them about that. One being that because this is you know scanning all the text messages, um, all of the stuff from like Snapchat, Discord, any kind of texting apps, this could this sort of product could also out uh, a closeted kid as gay to their parents, to their possibly, very likely, conservative uh, Christian parents, because that's the types of products that these really target. He did not like you asking that question. He did not like that question (laughs) at all. But he did like my second question even more, uh, which is relating to, you know, they are marketing this product to kind of stop child grooming, to stop child sexual exploitation. But most, like, child sexual uh, assault and child sexual abuse happens from within the home. And if we have a parent who's constantly monitoring their kid's cell phone, this can also be used to, like, surveil your child to see if they're talking about parental abuse, if they're trying to send messages to people about this. This is a pretty common problem with these sorts of products. And I asked the the the, the, the CEO or the CTO about this, and he, he did not really like that question. He tried to deflect to some sort of vague notion of, oh, well, because... We care about privacy. You know, we can't build in any safeguards if, if we see anything suggesting this or if the, if the app sees anything suggesting this. And it's, it's, it's really up to, to we're trying to put control back in the parents' hands. And he kind of made this like parental rights sort of argument. So th- this is, there, there is a lot of products like this. There's a lot of like internet monitoring products. Uh, people just recently learned about this, this conservative product called Covenant Eyes because the new Speaker of the House used it. Oh, with his, and Covenant Eyes has been around for like a 20 long time, years. A, a long, long time. A long spell. Um, what, what makes this one just interesting is that they're actually selling like Samsung smartphones. A, a phone, yeah. And I, with, I, with the software built in. And I, I asked them because they are they are fit, they said that we were selling an app for a while, but you know that could it, it would work differently depending on the phones. So we decided to sell a hardware device. And so I asked them, is there any branding on this device that would make it clear that people have a device that has this software on it? And 
He had this long speech about how, you know, for the good, for the best of the relationship, all the child psychologists would talk to say that you should tell your kid that you have this on there, that you're listening to it. But when I, he handed me the <laughs> but phone. But that's not answering the question. Yeah, he handed me the phone and I said, is this the production model? And he said, yes, this is identical. To the pro- Absolutely nothing. Just says it's a Samsung phone. Yep. You can lie to your kid very easily with this fucking thing. So, yeah, that, that is that is one product that gave me the most ick out of everything we saw today. That's the most outside of all of the AI outside stuff. Outside of all of, like, the, the and again, ridiculous we AI have a, and, like, We have a lot we're DHS working stuff. on you about the AI. As a little bit of a spoiler, it, at, at simultaneously, perhaps the exact same minute, Garrison made a California state police uh, sheriff furious at them. Police chief furious at them. And I pissed off a senior executive at Google and a senior AI executive at McDonald's. On on, on two sides of Las you're, Vegas you're, at you're, simultaneous panels. At the same times. You're going to hear both of that shit later. But for right now, do we want to close? Is there one other? You know what? We're going to have a whole episode on the stuff that, that made us feel happy. I feel like we should talk about one thing that was cool. One of the really neat products there. Um, and while I'm talking about this, my, uh, my surfs will, will find it. Do you guys remember in like watching Star Trek or like fucking reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? The idea of a universal translator that was like simple and effective, and you could just like talk into it and so could the other one. It would translate your conversations. There's a number of ways people are working on for that. I know that there are apps that are to some degree successful. There was a company there called Time Kettle that just had a little device. It was about three inches long, maybe an maybe an inch thick, a little bit less rectangular prism that there was this guy who spoke Mandarin. I obviously speak English and we were able to have a perfectly fluent conversation passing this thing, talking to this thing and passing it back and forth. And it would speak for us. It worked great. It also has within the body of the machine, you can pop it out and it has two different little earbuds. You put one in your ear, one in the others and you can like walk and talk and it worked really well. Um, I'm not enough of an expert on translation technology to say this is unique, but I can say, this is something that like if uh, that I would absolutely buy to travel with. It's a really, it, uh, again, not saying it's like absolutely unique because I'm not an expert on this, but I was impressed with the degree to which it allowed fluent conversation, including the use of idioms. And he said it, it was, I, I tested with Mandarin. We had a, a decent length conversation that was very intelligible. He said it worked with something like 40 languages and it's the, that's the kind of thing that makes CES amazing because this was five feet away from the dog shit robot had- face that I asked about thermite. And it, that's the thing. You get this like two people, one man whose dream is to connect the world and, and break the barriers of language and one man who wants to make a robot that makes you hate the world. And both of them are next to each other and there's also free liquor. And by God, CES is a good time. The Consumer Electronics Show. Tavia, how are you feeling about your first one? This is my second one, but I'm as, feeling as pretty a, good. As a journalist. Oh, as a journalist, yeah. yes. Um, it was enlightening. I got to see things that I did not know that I could see as a journalist. And um, a lot of it was very, f- a lot of fluff, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah, it's mostly nonsense. And, 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 you know, aside from that one guy we watched die, nobody died. Garrison... Um, how did you like eating dinner at Morimoto? Pretty good oh, restaurant. That's probably the best meal I've had in recent memory. Um, <laughs> well, then that justifies the company expense. Yeah, no, that was the the 
the food we had tonight and the very long walk back to the hotel was quite the experience. Well, I wanted to have a fight with you with with the Excalibur Hotel's glasses. <laughs> a fun thing about Vegas, if you're drunk enough, you can throw glasses at each other in the street outside. Some, and no one can get stopped. Sometimes can get angry. times because the glass weirdly doesn't break after it hits a Robert Evans. That was just Garrison. My glass broke immediately. All right. Well, I think I think that probably does it for us today. We will be back probably tomorrow with more uh, just 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 game changing revolutionary technology. Yeah, game changing technology. Most importantly, folks, the hotel we're staying in right now, which is one step up from the cheapest. I didn't put Garrison and Circus Circus again. They advertise that they have IVs here. So my plan, we're going to do the exact opposite of whatever you do to avoid a hangover. And then we're all going to get IVs in the morning. It's going to be a good time. Stick around. Oh, yeah. Tavia, you have anything to plug? Um, you can follow me at C-U-T-Mora on Twitter or X, depending on your preference there. Or you can see my work at um, TaviaMora.com. Tavia illustrated both of my books, After the Revolution and A Brief History of Ice. And she also made that big, weird sphere thing in the middle of Las Vegas. So follow her. C-U-T-Mora. And... Uh, yeah. You know what? Until next time, folks, find somebody who looks like they might be a robot and just stab them a little bit. Not in the abdomen where there's pieces, a little on the arm. Slash them on the arm. You know what? That can't hurt anybody. Anyway, we're done. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.